1: Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
2: We all share the air. There's nobody you meet who doesn't breathe the atmosphere. So we are all in this together. It's everybody's problem. This on?
0: Hello? We're all science people. Science! Exactly. We know it's a good idea because it's lasted. We can teach kids and they get it. There's chemistry in here. There's biology in here.
1: It's in whiskey. It's in ice cream. It's in who you fall in love with. That's
0: the
2: recipe for success. We can make the world better for everybody. Starting now. Welcome to Science Rules. I'm your host, Bill Nye. This is the show where science rules. It's a call-in show. If you want to be on the show, please go to askbillnye.com and type on in. I want to hear what's on your mind. I want you to call us. I want you to tell us what keeps you up at night or gets you up in the morning or or things like that. And once again, of course, I am joined by none other than science writer, editor, and dear friend, Corey S. Powell. Greetings,
0: Corey. Hello, Bill. It's good to be here. Uh you're looking. I don't know. You look, it, something seems a little different about you. You seem a little bit green. Uh, I don't know. Are you? Are you feeling envious? You're feeling uh, earthy. I don't know what it is.
2: I think. I think I'm feeling environmentally.
0: Ah, that's that's it. That's it.
2: And we are joined today, Corey, by Dr. Graciela Chichulniski. She's an economist and tech entrepreneur. The CEO of Global Thermostat. Greetings, Dr. Chichelnitsky Thank you for coming on. Hello. (laughs) Now, uh, you want to change the world because you're concerned about climate change. Is that accurate?
3: Quite. The world is changing itself. We can't avoid it. So the question is, is there anything that we can do to help uh, prevent catastrophe? And I call it reversing climate change.
2: Reversing climate change. So you have a history with the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and uh, Kyoto Protocols and stuff like that?
3: Yeah. I used to be the U.S. lead author to the IPCC. And about the same period, I designed and then wrote into the Kyoto Protocol the carbon market that then became international law in 2005. This (laughs) is uh, like uh, trading carbon emissions? Trading the rights to emit carbon into the atmosphere.
2: And people signed on to it, but did governments adhere to it?
3: Um, both, yes. In other words, uh, if you look at the European Union emission trading system, which is the direct consequence of what I wrote...
2: Just, you know, as you may know, I'm a longtime uh, advocate for doing something about climate change and a carbon tax or carbon fee... Seems like a great idea. Uh, trading carbon credits. What's the, what's the technical term? Is it
3: credits? Yeah, they're called credits, which means that you have the right to emit. That's called a credit. If you don't use it, you can sell it. You can sell it. But nevertheless,
2: the amount of carbon dioxide in the world is going up. Climate change is certainly accelerating And we have this remarkable problem where the world's most technically advanced or technically influential society has so many climate deniers in its government that nothing's getting done. So is that why you started your own
3: company? Partly. What happened is I saw that indeed the carbon market is the solution because as a market, it gives uh, an incentive. For people to decrease emissions, because if they don't, they had to pay. Mm-hmm. The problem that we had is one, a number of countries escaped, and then it's not the fault of the law, it's the fault of those who don't want to accept that law. However, there is something more serious the increase in emissions, uh, since we found out in 1996 how serious. Uh, the damage they were doing. That was what the IPCC did. Um, the
2: Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change.
3: The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. But uh, the, the, the real thing here is that the delays and the lack of compliance goes got out of control. So I decided by looking at the data, I was the U.S. lead author, Mm-hmm. That very soon, it was no longer possible to decrease emissions. Because once you emit the CO2, it stays there for, for decades. So and we s- want
2: to take carbon out of the air.
3: We must. That's the discovery. The discovery that I made on the data of the IPCC... Back in the,
2: 96.
3: Well, it was closer to 2000. 2000. That Either you remove it from air, what's already there, or you will never prevent the catastrophic events. And therefore, I started thinking how to do that. And I thought you need to have an economic incentive, which Mm -hmm. means if people, if it depends on governments, if it depends on governments, we are fried. It will be too long a wait. So I thought it has to be done by the private sector. And the only thing that moves the private sector is profits.
0: Ah, so Bill, Graciela. Uh, this is a call-in show, and we have a caller whose question, I think, is going to fit in quite nicely with where this conversation is going.
2: I uh, th- That's great. Uh, I know. What are the odds? Well, they're pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> Olivia, is that you?
1: Yes. Hi. Uh,
2: you have a question?
1: Yes. Dr. Chichilevsky, can you put a
2: meaningful price tag on what it will cost to slow or reverse climate change? There's the question.
3: Yes. So, humans are putting 36 gigaton of CO2 into the atmosphere per year.
0: Okay, a gigaton is a, is a billion tons? It's a billion mm-hmm. tons, okay? Okay, 36 billion tons. Yeah.
3: Now, the ton of CO2 sells for, give or take, $200. So, if you want to put a number there, you want to multiply 36 billion times 200. Oh. If you look, That's it. If you look at that number, you will say that is the na- the type of number we're talking about.
2: Seventy-two trillion. No. S- S- seven uh, trillion. Yeah. Seven trillion. Yeah. <laughs> seven point two trillion.
3: What I'm saying is that seven trillion is not something the government or Olivia will have to pay. I'm saying it we will pay paid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you don't have, Olivia, you don't you don't have that kind of money handy? Woo
3: Dodge that bullet. Yes. What happens is that the market, the global market for CO2 is a trillion dollars right now.
2: Okay. When you mm-hmm. say the market, who's spending a trillion dollars and who's receiving a
3: uh, trillion dollars? Right. So CO2 is used for, let's start with the simple things, beverages, mm-hmm. food. When you freeze a hamburger, uh, that's uh, dry ice, mm-hmm. that's CO2. When you drink a Coca-Cola, those bubbles are CO2. The same thing for beer. So think of Coca-Cola, think of Heineken, think of Burger King. Okay? Mm-hmm. This, yeah, this is all CO2. But those are, they are daily examples of your life when you encounter CO2. But there are others mm-hmm. that are very fundamental. For example, all the water that is desalinated requires CO2. And in the Middle East, most of the water Um. is desalinated. Uh, Greenhouses. Greenhouses can increase their productivity of tomatoes and other vegetables by 30, and some cases 40%, if you give them CO2. So they use CO2 right now.
2: What did you say the global market for CO2 is, for my Coca-Cola and uh, some carbonic acid or whatever the heck it would be? Yeah,
3: I better give you some more examples. No, Is it a trillion dollars a year? It's a trillion dollars, but if you look at the food and beverages and biofertilizers and and uh, water desalination mm-hmm. the market is not that large it's in 200 billion dollars okay
0: 200 billion so the right so that's a lot less than the than the to, than the tr- total than the to- than well, the so what is trillion. the rest okay right.
3: so here is where the rest is the rest is in um things like Synthetic fuels. You can mix CO2 with hydrogen and produce a compound which is identical molecule by molecule to gasoline, except that it's made with water and air. Well, when you
2: burn any hydrocarbon, you get water vapor and and CO2.
3: Yeah, but in this case, when you put together hydrogen and and CO2, what you get is gasoline. So that's one example that you can use a lot of CO2 doing that and make a lot of money. The unfortunate fact is that the best way to make money right now, or the largest, not the best, certainly not the best, is mm. to inject CO2 into old oil fields. That
0: should pump it underground. Yes.
3: And why would you do that? I tell you why. Because oil fields don't die, they get sticky. And when they get sticky, you cannot remove the oil. Mm-hmm. So CO2 is actually a substance that mixes and uh, helps to clean and to liquefy things. A solvent. It's a solvent. It's a solvent. Now, you will say, where do you use a solvent like CO2? Where do you use solvent? Yeah, Corey.
0: Uh, Dry dry cleaning. I use use it in dry (laughs) cleaning, personally.
3: (laughs) CO2 is used for dry cleaning. See, Bill. Mm? (laughs) Olivia, this is a great question. Look where you've taken us. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. Carry All right. on. Thank
0: you, Olivia.
2: <laughs> so we're going to use CO2 as a solvent. Yes. Are you planning then to uh, make a bigger market for CO2 as a solvent than it is now?
3: Well, cement. Concrete? Cement and concrete aggregate. What's that? This is cement augmented by something like stone. 20% of cement aggregate is CO2. And there are about 10 gigatons of this aggregate used in the world to build. Every year. Yes. To make everything. To make everything. 10 billion tons. In particular, to make roads and to make buildings in developing countries.
2: Mm -hmm. Let me just get to this. Graciela, let me just ask you this. So let's say the global market right now for carbon dioxide is a trillion dollars a year. We're producing $7.2 trillion of carbon dioxide a year, so that we're producing seven times as much as the market will bear right now. So your proposal, if I understand it, is to increase the market, make the market bigger by having other uses of CO2. Is that right?
3: Well, yes and no. That certainly will work.
2: If you could do it.
3: If you can do it. But there is other possibilities. If you look at carbon fibers that can replace all metal. And in fact, they are being used to replace metal. They're making
2: airplanes out of carbon fiber now.
3: And boats, all boats. So carbon fibers are made, can be made of CO2. And that market by itself is huge because the market for aluminum and steel, you're now again into the trillions. You can replace every ounce of steel by carbon fibers.
0: You know, so here, I, w- I want to unpack this because I've never heard anybody describe it this way, that not only can you pull carbon dioxide out of the air, but then you, know, you need to put it somewhere, as you say, t- so it doesn't go right back out. But you're talking about essentially building that carbon into the economy, building it into our you know our buildings and our materials and places where it will be sequestered, not by pumping it underground, but actually by making it a part of the, the structural world around us. Is that correct?
3: Yes, and I call that the carbon economy, and I, it will replace the industrial economy, and it will replace the use of petroleum, which was characteristic of the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, Okay, but by hang on, CO2.
2: Hang, hang on, Graciela. Now we're going to use CO2. So if I want carbon right now, if I want to make plastics, polymer— With carbon. Yes. I go to an oil well or a coal mine.
3: You can use CO2 instead. You can use CO2 instead of petroleum. So
2: are you claiming, and very reasonable perhaps, that your CO2 taken out of the air will compete head-to-head financially with carbon taken out of oil wells or tar or what have you? Yes. How is that? Because the amines and fans can get the carbon more cheaply
3: than you can from a mine or a well. Is that right? It's partly that. Our technology is more than Amens. It's a whole 61 patents. 61 patents, and it's revolutionary. Recently, we signed an agreement with Exxon, as a matter of fact, for uh, taking our technology to the gigaton level. And that's because this is a unique technology. It's the lowest cost by far.
0: Stick around for more
3: Science Rules after this.
0: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.
1: with seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available Intelligent Four-Wheel Drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent Four-Wheel Drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.
3: Science Rules
2: is back. I want to go out to the phones and... uh Get a question which I think is quite relevant. Brad, are you out there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Brad, where are you calling Hello. from? Uh, I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Here in the United Georgia. Here in the United States. So, uh, what's your question?
1: So, Bill, um, first of all, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and thank you for everything that you do. Uh,
2: you're welcome. But uh, careful with your sheetrock there, or whatever you're working with.
0: <laughs> um,
3: so, here's my question for you. Um, I'm wondering if there is a a tipping point where the damage that we're doing uh, is going to be irreversible um, and what kind of time frame uh, experts
2: have if that is the case and you know planning for the worst um, where can people be safe uh, particularly well, for is- This is the The next generation and generations that follow. Well, there's a couple of places in the world which might be cooler or more temperate or more manageable than others. But the the fundamental problem is that we all share the air. There's nobody you meet who doesn't breathe the atmosphere. So we are all in this together. And that is why... uh, Graciela, you're so into this, right? Is uh, it's everybody's problem.
0: But so we, we so we have. You said uh, was it 36 gigatons of CO2 uh, being kicked kicked out into the air by today's economy? But,
3: but yes, by humans.
0: By humans. Sorry. And
2: that's but, only going to get bigger as the and that, that number is only going to get develops. bigger.
0: Um, realistically, how much of that 36 gigatons and growing can come back? Can can we use to turn into concrete, to turn into carbon fiber, to sort of, tur- you know, to sequester it in, in the economy? Make
3: use I of say all. All of it. All of it. Because if you just take into account the gigatons of cement aggregate that and how much of the dose is already CO2, you're talking about two gigatons. Well, from two to 36, there isn't a big test. Oh, it's nothing. Factor of 18. So hang on. Doesn't it take energy to
2: take to make CO the carbon and CO two into carbon fiber?
3: Yes. And if you use uh, fossil fuels, you totally defeated your purpose. Yeah, if you so, use so, fossil So you fuels, need green
0: energy in with this. So also. you
3: need what is the energy that easily can replace all fossil fuels right now?
2: Wind energy, geothermal, tidal energy, solar, uh, solar. nuclear power. Solar.
0: Solar. Okay, so what is your message to to people like Brad? And Brad's asking, you know, where's the tipping point? What can we do? And is the answer, we need to move to to do carbon capture as quickly as possible?
3: Everybody has to contribute. Not everybody's going to be doing carbon capture, but we have to do gigatons of carbon capture. But the critical thing is how you're going to use it. So it remains on the planet, and also it makes money. Because if it makes money then you help economic development. Otherwise, you have everybody against you. <laughs> Which is that was cool. my plan.
2: That's a good plan. So, Brad, look what you've done. You, got, you started us down a fabulous uh, train of thought. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, we, we also have another caller I think is going to tie this in. We do. Joanne, are you out there? I am. Hello. Uh, wh- where are you calling from?
3: I'm calling from England. Oh, wow.
2: Uh, so, uh, Joanne, what is your question?
3: Uh, my question is, is there anything individuals can actually do to reduce climate change or is it entirely the responsibility of big corporations? Answer, there is a lot that you can do. And surprisingly, you can actually contribute to reduce, reducing 25% of the global emissions, or up to 25, I should say, simply by not eating meat. Because the meat market, the, the production of meat and the transportation of meat and the sale of meat. And, and all the that, amount of water used in raising meat. Is, is, is almost 25% of all the global emissions come from there. It's more or CO2 comes from the meat trade and consumption and transportation, etc. More CO2 than in the entire transportation sector of the, of the world.
2: Joanne, are you a vegetarian? I'm not. I want to be though. All right. Start by being a vegetarian one day a week. Yes. And then uh, mm-hmm. you can build out from there. Now, um, Doctor Graciela, do you eat uh, dairy and eggs?
3: You don't need to kill the cow. The cows are very generous. Animals in general share their substance, so you can eat eggs and you can eat milk without killing anybody. You can All right, eat cheese. There you go. And you can have all fantastic vegetables and a lot of protein and stuff.
2: So there's something you can do. Is there anything she can do about Joanne can do about her water consumption, for example?
3: Water is probably the biggest problem in the world right now because very soon there won't be enough water for the people on the planet. And water is life. So So, uh, use your water wisely over there. Well, let, let me be precise. Stop buying jeans it turns out the production yeah. of jeans uses an inordinate amount of water only comparable. what should you wear instead just wear whatever you want okay oh, don't wear pants bicycle inner tubes yeah uh, just whatever you want just <coughs> unless we I like change.
0: this i like this idea of don't wear pants i'm, I'm totally on <laughs> board with this
2: i'm a little troubled by it in your case
0: Corey. <laughs> more than a little troubled. fortunately uh, this is a podcast and nobody can see me
2: uh but still, I no, cannot in the jeans, studio. I
0: could not unsee. So jeans,
2: but jeans, jeans.
3: could be produced differently. They are producing an in with an inordinate, inordinate, absurd, extravagant, destructive amount of water because they are washed forty, fifty, sixty times. Oh, to modern it, jeans, you mean? Yeah, the, the jeans that are look worn out. Yeah, yeah. They are using an enormity of water. Diamonds, forget diamonds. Would you forget diamonds, Corey?
0: Okay, this one I'm I'm cho- I have no problem getting rid of my diamonds. I'm I'm ready to renounce my diamonds.
3: And what about the jeans? Yeah, you can wear. We can do jeans that don't use so much water. It's obvious. Why are we not doing it? If it was more expensive to use water, if less. There was,
2: a, if there were a tax, a fee on the uh, on the carbon, no
3: tax. If there were, if you had to buy the right to use water, yeah, a then fee. people would use. No, if you had a limit on the amount of water that you can use, and then everybody, then you wouldn't Can't, you wouldn't use water as if it was free. Well, here in
2: the United States, there's no way certain conservative elements of our government, and and in Britain with your whole Brexit thing, uh, Joanne, there's no way you're going to get people uh, to put laws restricting an absolute limit on water. There was a. Uh, Yep. Certain rationing things were successful for a couple years, but man. So, uh, Joanne, you've asked a great question, and I think you've got a solid answer about uh, being a vegetarian. You can work your way to that. And then don't uh, avoid genes that are pre-washed to the point where they've used an inordinate amount of water. Thank, this is a great, great question, Joanne. Thank you. Thanks for calling.
3: Thank you for having me. Thanks.
2: Carry on.
3: Science Rules will be right back.
1: From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available Intelligent 4-Wheel Drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent 4-Wheel Drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. You're listening to Science Rules.
2: Oh, Corey.
0: Corey, what's that? I I it, either, uh, either global warming has gotten bad a lot faster than I thought, or that's the lightning round.
2: Yes, lightning. That thunder indicates the lightning round, Graciela, where you just answer questions quickly. All right, so here's the first one. Graciela, are you a vegetarian yourself? Yes. Are you a vegan? No. So you eat eggs? You eat dairy? Yes. Uh well, you're Air travel plans. Do you cut back on air travel?
3: I try. You try. Yeah, because there are some places you simply cannot go by boat everywhere. Uh, but you still go to those places. Yes. Do you get? Do you
2: buy your electricity from a green electricity source, a renewable source?
3: I hope so. Yes, but right now it's possible for just about everybody to have um, sun-produced electricity. In in a house I have in California. Uh, as it is very frequent in California, the entire electricity is produced by sun. By sun. Yeah. And you actually not only not buy electricity, you actually sell electricity. You get a the credit. Day. Where where do you live? This house is in uh, Elk, California, which is in the northern part of the state near Mendocino, on the coast.
2: Is China's gl- climate impact worse than the United States'?
3: Right now, yes. Why? they have four times more people than we do. So, to be exactly the same as ours, okay, they would be four ta- producing four times more CO2 than we do. Do they? No. They produce a bit more than what we do as a whole. But which each means person
2: uses about a quarter as much.
3: You got it. In other words, believe it or not, even though they are the largest producer of CO2 in the world, because they have 1.3 billion people, oh. In fact, if the whole world was using electricity and was using emissions or producing emissions like the Chinese, there would be no climate change.
2: We would be in good shape, but that
3: is not the case. Not the case. So uh, how many of your
2: carbon capture plants, using the amines and fans, would it take to capture the world's uh, carbon to take it from, say, 410 down to 350 parts per million?
3: Okay. Um, I, Two? I was, no. Ten thousand. <laughs> no. 150,000? hundred
2: and fifty. Let's say
3: that one each. Each of our plants is a million tons a year. A
2: million tons a year to yeah. get to thirty-six gigatons would be.
3: Uh, you need a thousand. Uh,
2: Three thousand six hundred. If it doubles. Thirty 000. Thirty thousand So we would need. Eventually, we're going to need about a hundred thousand of these things.
3: Maybe, but thirty thousand for sure, and probably more. And by the way. In the case of solar plants, it took approximately 10 years to get there, namely to 30,000 solar, solar plants. Therefore, let's be clear, this can be done. How yes. long? If we do it right, it could take just 10 years. And the money is not needed you pay for anything. The money is just investment, and you recuperate. It recuperate you recuperate. So sell. you think
0: this could all happen with private money without without even government? Yes. With government regulations, but not with government funding.
2: Yes. Fantastic. This has been great. This I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for inviting me. We have had Dr. Graciela Chichilnisky, an economist and a tech entrepreneur. Her company is Global Thermostat. I'm Bill Nye.
0: I'm Corey S. Powell.
2: Remember, when it comes to the green technology part of our universe, science Science rules. rules. Now, if you like science rules, please take a moment to rate and review it in Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. It helps us out, and it helps other people learn about the show so they, too, can experience science rules. And I hope... Turn it up loud! So thank you for listening. Be sure to look at my socials for when to call in the show, the, the facing of the book, the instant of the gramming. And I'm at Bill Nye on all those things. In the meanwhile, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you may remember this technology. Give us a call at 201-472-0785. Now, Science Rules is produced by Jordan Bell and Corey S. Powell, with extra production from Lisa Wang, who also screens your phone calls. Our engineer today is Casey Halford, the very same Casey Halford who mixed this episode and composed our original theme music. Special thanks to Claire Rawlinson and Ashley Warren. Daisy Rosero is our executive producer. Chris Bannon is the CCO, Chief Content Officer, here at Stitcher. And at Stitcher, Corey, Science Rules.
1: With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.